Mary had a little lamb, she would have been a sheep. She joined the overactive church and died from lack of sleep. You're tuning in to Coach and Joe, conversations on friendship with God. And when the messengers had come in, had mm. a preach, brother. There <laughs> was the image in the bed with a cover of goat's hair for his head. You ever read some passages in the Old Testament? There's a psalm that's like bashing the heads of babies on the rocks. Welcome to the Coach and Joe show. <laughs> no, not that one, not that one. Yeah, absolutely. No. Uh, we're rolling right now. My name is no. Chad Norris, and this is Joe Reynolds. He's so embarrassed that his skin's turning white. Oh, gosh. Um, I want to have a conversation today. That was a perfect intro. I make a comment. I hadn't said it in a while, but I'll have to make a comment. That makes people, I don't know, they just don't like it. A lot of people. Seriousness is not a fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. You actually are a pretty serious person, right? Yeah. I am not saying that seriousness is a bad thing. I actually have a very serious side to me. Uh, I I think the father is serious. I also think he's very playful. You look around a lot of his kids. Uh, I think it's possible. Here it goes. I can already feel the offense rising. I swear. It's so funny. God showed me a picture of it. I think a lot of God's kids are more serious than he is. We got to be careful being attracted to people who are speaking in our lives that we assume that they know God because of how serious they are. Typically, people who are that way tend to accidentally or on purpose judge other people's characters like crazy. Mm -hmm. Can't receive from anyone else because no one can be as serious as they are. All right. Let's let's start with this. Let's just let's just do a little barnyard math here, yeah. Joseph. Uh, Cana, John two, first miracle, wine. There. What do you? What do you think I mean? You've been around me for a year now. When I say seriousness is not a fruit of the spirit, what are you hearing me say? It I, may even make you mad. For all I know, I was fi- no, it doesn't make you mad. Okay, I was fishing in Minnesota last summer, two summers ago. With a, with a buddy, and we were fishing, and I, just out loud, I was like, Lord, please send us some fish. And it triggered my my friend. And he's like, God, like, why do you pray? Like, God doesn't care about that. And I was like, well, how do you know that? He's like, because nowhere in the Bible does God do stuff that's just like for the sake of doing it. It always has a purpose. And I said, yeah, I, I get that. I said, well, what was the purpose of the water to wine at the wedding? They already had wine. They didn't need it. And Jesus did it. First miracle. First miracle. He healed no one. He didn't heal anybody. I was just in Cana. And he goes, that's a good point. I think when you say that serious isn't the fruit of the Spirit, is that, is that we can attribute things to godliness that God never did. And we can have our own fruits of what we believe. And it comes from a religious spirit always because we start making lists as to what God values in our own strength. And typically it's because you like to be able to control things and be able to measure up. Just as human beings, like we like and we love the opportunity to like to see our progression in something, to see where we land, to see, you know, where, where we really are. And you know what? And God showed me this too. He, I felt like he said to me, this was about six months ago. I felt like he said, Joe, when, when you stand before me someday, some of the things that you didn't think meant anything meant everything to me. And I think we're going to be shocked, you know, at the Bama judgment where all of our works are going to be tested and tried. And God's going to say like, what did you do with the life that you were given? I think there are going to be moments that we just thought weren't anything. Like the, like the young kid that you stopped and gave a hug to on a Sunday. I think God rejoices over. 
even more than the great message from the man of God on a Sunday morning. You know, I think that God's value system is way different. And I think that serious becomes a value that we have because we just somehow assume that God is that way. Don't touch me. You keep reaching. I, I don't know what you're I doing. Here. Have it. you ever heard? <laughs> have you ever heard God laugh? Don't lie to me. If you hadn't, don't tell me. Have you ever heard either the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit laugh? Uh, no, but I was with my sister, and my sister's learning to hear the voice of the Lord for the first time. We were driving, and she goes, Joe, I think I just heard God giggle. The first, the first, one of the first times she heard the voice of the Lord, she felt like it was God laughing. Do you understand how mad that makes people? You, you said to me one time, you were saying, Coach, one of the things I've learned from you is that God's a person. Yep. I asked the Father a lot, what's on your mind? I, oh, I, haven't, I haven't told you. That convicted me. I haven't told you what uh, he told me. I'm deeply processing Israel. And... I mean, you guys got to go. You just got to go to Israel. It's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. I've heard. And um, you didn't take me with you. No, we'll go, we'll go next year. We'll take you in South Carolina. Yes, find my way in Spartan. I didn't like the flying. It just takes forever to get over there. But when I was over there, hummus. Yes. Uh, would it. you shut up so I can say what he told me? When I was back here, I I said uh, I don't, I was really just journaling. I was just thinking about it about my time there. And he's, you know what his favorite moments with me over there were? Because I asked him, because I, I, I ask him all the time, what is it from your perspective as I'm being, he's the potter, as I'm being groomed by you, how was it for you with me over there? You know what he said to me? What? You're going to, you, you'll believe it, but like some people be like, that's not God, brother. He said, I, he said, I love the, all the moments you were laughing with your buddies. So... I'm not talking about irreverent humor. I think a lot of humor can be disassociation from pain. A lot, a lot of your best comics are really clinically depressed. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that. I'm just talking about some good old-fashioned joy. Mm-hmm. Some good old-fashioned not taking myself too seriously. What if we take ourselves more seriously? I think, oh, he's reminding me of this right now. I have told this before. I was getting ready to go pray one day, and he said, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first things the Father ever told me, uh, this is right after I received the baptism of the Spirit, I said, I know that you're teaching me that I'm as clean as you, which blows my mind how I'm clean as Jesus. He was telling me a lot of things about Yom Kippur, the day of, and how the high priest would inspect the lamb, not the Israelites. And I was like, man, I'm clean. Like, you're, I'm clean. I said, but what do you think of me? Mm-hmm. And I heard him say, we think you're funny. Well, I didn't have a mentor. I, even right now around this table, the atmosphere of heaven is feeling my, us right. My legs are freezing. Yeah, cold. And, and, you know why? I, I, I um, please everyone send all your emails to Brian Fannin after this podcast for what I'm about to say for the next ten minutes. A lot of God's kids exhaust him if he could get exhausted. Mary had a little lamb; she would have been a sheep. She joined an overactive church and died from lack of sleep. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot believe he's telling me to do this right now. There's a book behind me on a shelf. I cannot believe he's telling me to do this. He's my best friend. I talk to him all the time. I'm about to show you my the, a book that I've read in the past year. Uh, we're going to lose listeners, and the world will not be changed now because of this. All right, hang on. Can I do this on the show? I can get out of the chair and do this. I'll be back in a minute. I believe in you. I can't even get out of my chair. <laughs> all right. It's a book called Jimmy Puppet, Buffett, A Pirate Looks. <laughs> I said puppet. Jimmy Buffett, A Pirate Looks at 50. 
how can you be a Christian and read that book? Well, what if everything is spiritual? Mm -hmm. I like laughing. I like jumping out from the back of bathroom door and scaring Jack last night. I enjoy that. I enjoy the look of complete terror, shock, and disassociation (laughs) on my children's face. Why are so many of God's kids so serious, Joe? We associate that to walk with God, I have to be heavy-hearted. The deep things of God must be, they have to be always serious. Where's the playful side of things? I think, simply put, because we don't know Him. Well? I think that we're serious because we don't know Him intimately. My first, I don't know if I told you this, my first ever encounter with the Lord, I was living in Florida at a sales job. And one, I was in my, my room by myself, and I started laughing. It, and I could not stop. I called my friend Tyler. I, I actually was kind of scared because it had been 15 minutes, and I had not been able to stop laughing. I was like, what is going on? I called my buddy Tyler, and I could barely get the words out. I said, I don't know what's going on, but I'm laughing. And he goes, Joe, this is the Holy Spirit. I got to let you go. Just hang up the phone and just be with the Lord. I laughed for a half hour straight. Belly laughed. I had seen people do that before in services and thought they were faking it. I had heard about the laughter, holy laughter, whatever they call it, whatever charismatic thing you spit on it. It was the joy of God just manifested on me, and it it brought just exuberant life to me. And, Coach, I think the reason we think that he's serious is because we don't know him. Now, well, here's it. He is serious. Yeah. I'm talking about the other side of the coin, this playful side of him. I had an open vision one time after reading the book uh, when heaven is it uh, what's it called heaven is for real mm-hmm. with a little kid. The next morning, I it's happened it's happened ten times or less in my life. Mm-hmm. I went into a literal vision. I saw the Lord dancing so wildly. He was holding, he was in a circle with about eight or nine other kids. They were all different nationalities. He was dancing out of his mind, wildly, exuberantly. I'm I'm getting a word of knowledge right now. People are his kids that go to heaven, many of them are in utter shock. You know what the number one metaphor, see if you know this, Fanny, you know the number one metaphor of the kingdom of God is from Genesis to Revelation? Number one, feasting. You ever done any study on a Jewish feast? Mm. You know, we got these microwavable Weight Watchers meals or Nutrisystem meals. You sit down with your family for four minutes, three times a week. It's like Olive Garden. When you hear your family, uh, uh, the Jewish paradigm of feasting is you share stories around the table for a long time. I went on a, a 12 and a half mile hike yesterday. And it's in the woods with Mike Jones. It's funny. We laughed half of the hike. We told the same stupid stories and we just laughed. When I go to Haiti, it's a third world country. There's not a lot to be laughing about. How why are all the kids at Gary Hippolyte's compound, they're always laughing. I think in the heart of the Father is a true joy that's manifested through laughing and through feasting. Mm-hmm. And if all you do is fast and all you do is lean into the serious side, were you the one telling me about the, um, even uh, with, the, was it you, about fasting, even in the Hebraic sense? It was in the minority sense as opposed to feasting. It's not 50 Oh, that wasn't me, but I have heard that. Uh, I just, I, I think that, I just feel led to say this. You'd be a lot happier if you don't take yourself as serious and let the Father carry you instead of carrying your own burdens. I mean, life comes at us fast, man. We, 
in this world you will have trouble. Yeah. But I, the Lord, my encounters with the Lord. Now these are supernatural encounters over the years that aren't normal. They're not common. I have been as caught off guard with his normalcy yeah. and his joy. He loves it when I hang out with my kids or just talking with my with my wife. I, my wife and I are going on date night tonight. I uh, I'm not going to uncover Da Vinci's code. I don't have a list of words and knowledge. I'm I'm not going to press in, brother. We got to press in. I'm going to go eat with my wife, and I'm going to make her laugh. Because I like her, and because I like to laugh on date nights. Yeah, there's a lightness to the father. Mm-hmm. Because that's where freedom really is. When I played football in college, and actually when I played football my whole life in track and field, you always do better when you're light. You actually never play better when you're like this all the time. It never. never it never goes well. Never. You play loose, and you never. and you play better. And I think. I mean, just really simply put, did you ever consider that Jesus was fully man? That he might have laughed? Like, you know what I mean? Might have. He wants me to tell the story of how I I got Wendy. You ready for this? We'll close with this. (laughs) And then after she listens to it, um, we can go through divorce proceedings. (laughs) University of Georgia. She wins Miss University of Georgia. She is beautiful. Drop dead beautiful. And I was at a stage in my life of, uh, I just call it Papa John's stage. <laughs> I wore baggy sweatpants. From time to time, I would up chuck spaghetti on my sweatshirt. Oh, gosh. Um, five foot eight, 240 pounds. They don't make a man you like were, that too you much. You 240? It, it was mostly muscle, but I was, I was 240. <laughs> I, um, I had a severe carbohydrate addiction. Oh. And I needed a tight 18, 19 hours of sleep a night. So, I get this phone call. Uh, this would be this would be great if it was not true, but it's a true story. I had these orange boots that were horrific. Anyway, um, I got this phone call from a guy named Ken Thomas. He goes, "Hey, there's someone that's uh, good friends of my wife. She's just coming to University of Georgia. I want you to pick her up, take her to the BSU, it's a Baptist Student Union thing." And I was like, "Not a problem." I throw on sweatshirt, sweatpants, and. Uh, not a lot of stress at that point in my life. <laughs> so I pick Wendy up, knock on the door, and um, she opens the door, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, this this is a good day. Smoking hot. Gorgeous. Beautiful mom, beautiful grandmother. She has the prettiest grandmother I've ever seen in my life. I'm not kidding. She's 96 years old. She's gorgeous. So, uh, you know, I kind of... Suck the gut in to where the back of the neck hurts a little bit. Get in the car, take her to the BSU. And over the next three to four months, I have... Have you ever been fishing to where the fish jump in the boat? Uh, There were so many guys hitting on Wendy. Small problem. I got her. Let me tell you you how it worked. You ready? When she was around me, all we did was laugh, eat, laugh, and, she, and it was light. Mm-hmm. And on the back side of lightness, she, she said years later, I said, why did you marry? And she said, there was a substance to you. She said, so there's, there's the ability to be light and to be free also with substance. Yeah. God, there is a serious side to God. 
Yes. He's the lightest person. One of the encounters I had with the Lord, I felt so light. I felt like I weighed an ounce. You know, the Lord's not uptight. He's pretty relaxed. You know, Jesus stepped into chaos and brought shalom. If you don't carry shalom, you can't give it to anyone. And so all we do is multiply what's inside of us. Why don't you give a couple of practical steps for someone, which is you, you are balancing out the serious side to what you carry with the light side. Yeah, It's manifesting. I'm watching it. Give a couple of practical steps for someone. We're not asking someone to step into a slapstick season, <laughs> right, to become a practical juggler. There's some humorous, like, you knock it off, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. Just a lightness, a freedom, a fun, mm-hmm. a joy. What's one or two things that someone can do to step into a light, a lightness that they're supposed to carry? Well, Coach, I think one of the first things you do is... Ask yourself a question. What do you love to do? And then ask God to reveal himself in those things. So for you, it's sports. And I know you told me this story many times. Like You start talking to God during games. Yes, all the time. I was watching a game at your house, and you said LeBron James is about to get hurt. God just told me. Yeah. 30 seconds later, LeBron James got hurt and left. <laughs> it was 10 seconds, but we're not kidding. <laughs> it, it shocked me. He had, not, he had not been hurt, I don't think, in his career. And I said, he's father said he's about to get hurt. Yeah, and so, but... And you've asked God to, to about who's going to win games, and he shows you? All the time. All the time you talk to God about sports. And, and it's, I think you don't have to be super spiritual about this. What are the things you already love to do? And start asking God, God, show me yourself in these things. Where, what are you saying about this? You know, for me, I love, I love music. That's an easy one, worship. But for me, also fishing. Like, I love fishing. And I talk to him. I ask him where to cast. I ask him why the heck I haven't caught any fish in three days. I ask him all sorts of questions. And it's just fun. One time I was fishing. And I had been out three times. I was bass fishing. Hadn't caught a fish. And I go, God, why haven't I caught a fish in three days? I know. <laughs> I, I don't know the story. With, no, no, I haven't told you. And he said, because you didn't buy your fishing license and you need to be a legal fisherman in the state of South Shut. Carolina. Shut Swear uh, to you, undercover. Swear. So I went and bought a fishing license. The next time I was out, I caught fish. Swear. What a story! Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, I couldn't catch anything. So that's man. the serious side to him too. Mm-hmm. He's not slapstick. He said, "Joe, you're uh, you're not obeying authorities." Yep. Given to Caesar was to Caesar. Yes, and so I think, Coach, really, the one step to take is is take what you already love and ask God where he at, where he's at in that. Speak a blessing. Pray for us. Yeah, I just pray that we wouldn't take ourselves so serious that we miss God. Mm. Amen. That's good. Amen. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Coach and Joe. Catch more episodes on YouTube and podcast. To take a deeper look at friendship with God, check out coachandjoe.com.